0: Happy Halloween, everyone, and welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Deborah Now podcast where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. And how's it going, Michelle, for your birthday Halloween extravaganza?
1: Ooh, it's so good. I have been excited about this stupid story for like, what, two months now? Yes, me too. And I
0: haven't known anything about it.
1: I know I accidentally like let a little bit slip, so you kind of have a hint now. A hint but now. I had to tell you what the stupid drink was. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm Are excited. You? I am a little bit bummed. I thought I was going to be able to go on location for this yeah. particular story, and I never made it. <gasps> so I'm still hoping to, but I have not. Anyway, I'm disappointed, so I don't have firsthand accounts. This, but I know. Fucking pull it together. Oh, sorry, you liar. I'm just kidding. Big liar. I know. <laughs> we had plans like three different weekends, and they all just sort of Fell apart. got busted up for whatever reason. So we got okay. canceled on. We had to cancel, and I was probably pouring a different day. <laughs> so, anyway,
0: that's what happens with adult plans. Honestly, when you're an adult and you try to make plans, it's just yeah. It's
1: like forget it. Nice try. Yeah. No. Nice try, bitch. You're out.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> well, plans also, for you, right? And it also, will be your birthday tomorrow, twenty fourth. I don't even
1: know if I want to talk about that because oh. I'm gonna be fucking forty six, Caitlin. Forty six. Wow. That's a four into six. In case you were I, curious,
0: I think I know so that number. Early thirty still. I'm gonna hang up and
1: quit the podcast. I'm done. <laughs> oh,
0: Michelle, wow. you're still very youthful.
1: Save it. I'm like <laughs> fuck right off. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, that was great! Oh, that was amazing.
1: Oh, no. uh, Thank you, Caitlin. That was very yeah. sweet of you. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I'm aging hella gracefully. <laughs> I'm not upset uh, about it at all. Actually, we just—I don't know if you've seen it—the um—the Blue Zone, I think it's called on uh-uh. Netflix. It's all about longevity. It's this man who's kind of studied different cultures around the world that live the longest and what do they do, you know? And so he sort of breaks it out. Like this culture eats a lot of greens and drinks wine and has long dinners with families and friends all the time. And, you know, does a lot of dancing and the, you know, and so Hmm. there's these little pockets around the world called the blue, he calls them the blue zone where they live to be over a hundred or more. And so now I'm obsessed with creating my own blue zone. (laughs) So I can live to be. I'm going to drink wine and eat honey and have delicious long meals with family and friends and just laugh all the time and live to be 112 there. yeah. So since you're going
0: to live to be 112, you're not even halfway there. So you're so- I
1: haven't even hit midlife yet. Yeah. So what have you been complaining about 46? I don't know, Michelle. Lord, thank you, Caitlin, for putting it all back in perspective.
0: I I do my
1: best. Uh, Well, and then I drink. So here we go. (laughs)
0: Oh, no, my gosh. What are much. we drinking, Michelle?
1: Okay. This drink is called dun, 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 <gasps> the Mothman.
0: Ooh.
1: So our stories today all surround the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Dang. So, okay. So this drink is essentially a cherry white Russian. Yeah. But it looks kind of creepy because you put a couple of cherries in it that look like red eyeballs. So- I'll break it down. It is an ounce of Kahlua, an ounce of vodka. I actually decided to get a little crazy and try cherry vodka. Oh. Like, why not? We'll give it a go. Uh-huh. So it almost tastes like a chocolate cherry concoction of some kind. Interesting. Right. Okay. So, and then, okay, so the ounce of vodka, ounce of Kahlua, top with a little bit of cream, and then you pour sort of a... I said slug of uh, maraschino cherry juice. So I just put like a quarter to a half ounce of the juice and just sort of sinks to the bottom. And then you put two cherries in that sort of also sink to the bottom. So it looks like eyeballs looking out gotcha. at you. Because okay. as we'll find out, red eyes are very common with the Mothman. Dun, 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 Damn dun.
0: right, right. <laughs> so.
1: All right. So about Point Pleasant. This has been a town of a lot of calamity. So it's actually only about an hour and 20 minutes away from us. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah. So that's why we were going to go. It's like we've actually driven through it already. And um, we were on our way to our friend's house who lives in Ironton, which is like the southernmost part of Ohio. And we were like, we passed through the cutest town ever. And we call it. Gallipolis, Gallopolis I think it's Gallipolis anyway hmm. it's Gallopolis <laughs> so I apologize if I'm saying it wrong but it's this cute little town and we were mentioning to our friend that we should like meet for lunch there one time and he's like well as a matter of fact that town is pretty famous for all this mothman stuff that's going on and I was like what the fuck are you even talking about <laughs> So he kind of gave me a rundown of what happened, which we'll get into it. There was this huge, big bridge collapse that happens in 1967. And 13 months before the collapse, there is huge amounts of sightings, hundreds of sightings of this Mothman. And so it ended up actually becoming a movie called The Mothman Prophecies. And so it's got Richard Gere in it. It came out, I think, back in the 90s. I actually haven't seen it, but my understanding is it's a little bit more fictionalized and not quite the account of the Mothman as I will tell it today.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So let's go back. The vast majority of this information that I got is from a documentary called The Mothman of Point Pleasant. And it's like an hour long. It's really good. It's on YouTube. So it's a great little documentary that kind of outlies pretty much everything I'm going to say. Beauty. So, <laughs> all right. So Point Pleasant, again, is this little town in West Virginia. It's right across the Ohio River from the Gallipolis. Oh, God. that's This is going to be a problem. I can not tell it already. <laughs> Sounds fine to me. <laughs> and their town motto is where histories and rivers meet. Cute. So the thing about Point Pleasant is there's it's actually the crossing of two rivers, the Ohio River and the Kanawha, I think is how you say it. Kanawha. So the Ohio and Kanawha Rivers is right where Point Pleasant is. And so they actually, there is a National Guard armory there. Uh, there is a lot of manufacturing facilities for the Navy there because mm. they're right on the rivers. And there's the Naval Reserve. Is also there. Wow. Um, It's a lot of blue collar folks. Very hardy, very resourceful is how they were described. Um, And a lot of the families have been there for a long time. Like since, you know, 17, in the 1770s and such. But Point Pleasant has had a pretty bloody history. So back in 1774... There was a big battle between the Shawnee Native Americans and another band of Native Americans, the Mingo. I'm probably saying it wrong anyway, these two tribes sort of got together to defend their land against the advances of the white settlers in the gotcha. area um and there was a really large battle, as I said, and the Shawnee. Native Americans were forced to retreat into this area that essentially the Native Americans never wanted to go into.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So there's this area in West Virginia where it's called the uh, McClintic Wildlife Management Area, but it was considered sort of I don't know, not cursed land, but just, it had a lot of bad omens.
0: Okay. And
1: I guess just in general, and I didn't know this, historically, Native Americans stayed away from areas where two different bodies of waters mingled. Interesting. And so we had these two rivers coming together, mingling together. And so they just, it was considered sort of bad luck and not to okay. go in that area. And actually I was doing a little bit more research while we were kind of waiting to start and. It turns out there was almost no Native Americans in West Virginia at all. Oh, it was for whatever reason, there was in all other areas to the north, to the east, to the south, lots and lots of different Native Americans. But for some reason, there's almost no historical resources to find any proof of Native Americans in West Virginia. Okay. And so they're like, why the hell did they stay away from that land? Anyway. So Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I was like, what the hell? So already they're feeling not good about this land where the two rivers mingle, but they're sort of forced into this area due to this battle. They're having to retreat. Um, and so they eventually are able to, after the, this forced retreat, they negotiate a treaty. So there was the chieftain of the Shawnee Nation he negotiated this peace treaty with them. So kind of all was well for a little while. But then three years later, Chief Cornstalk decided to go back to the folks that he signed the um, the treaty with to, to let him know that, hey, our guys aren't being peaceful anymore. Because it turns out a lot of the people, I hope I'm not like saying that's all wrong. I probably am. But folks from a lot of the different Native American tribes in that area Mm -hmm. were siding with the British against the people, against the settlers of the Americas. Okay, so they were, you know, pretty much Chief Cornstalk went to them and was like, hey, guys, all of, I can't control my guys anymore. They're wanting to go to the British. You know what can we do to help keep the peace and what ended up happening there is while Chief cornstalk was there with his son they were taken captive and then murdered what yeah so peace talks are over and so Uh, the legend is uh, sorry i'm so upset i know i know it's like what the fuck (laughs) like are you serious they were, they were murdered by the soldiers. There was probably a lot of hate between them, I, I would presume. I guess, but he was honoring the treaty yeah, and letting no, them know. He was going to be a good, a good person. Yeah. So the legend has it that with his dying breath, he cursed the town of Point Pleasant for the next Good!
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there was kind of an interesting way that this curse was found out. About, I don't know, nine years ago from now, they were in Point Pleasant taking down this old school and they discovered this closet that they didn't realize was there, like it had been boarded up and a wall put over it. Um, And inside this closet, they found this old play from like 1920 or something like that. And it talked about the day that Chief Cornstalk was murdered and oh. kind of goes through the dialogue of it. So I took the liberty of writing down what Chief Cornstock was written to have said that day. Ooh, okay. So, here we go. So this is from the play called Historical Pageant. So here we go. This is Chief Cornstalk talking. I was the friend of the borderman. Many a time I have saved him and his people from harm. I never warred with you save to protect our wigwams and our lands. I refuse to join your pale-faced enemy, which I assume is the British. Oh, yeah. I came to your house as a friend and you murdered me. You have murdered by my side, my son, the young chief. Then taller, he seemed to grow and sterner his face while his eyes shot flashes of vengeance as he said... For this may the curse of the great spirit rest upon this spot, favors at it is by nature, may it ever be blighted in its hopes, its growth dwarfed, its enterprises blasted, and the energies of the people paralyzed by the stain of our blood. So saying he fell dead by the side of his son. So that was in that play that kind of segment there. Okay. So now for the next. Actually, I read in a different article that they actually thought that the curse was only to last 100 years. And then when the 100 years came and went and they were still having calamity after calamity after calamity, they decided that that curse had to have been for 200 years. So the length of the curse is unknown. And a lot of people, of course, would say that there is no curse and you can't blame all the problems of this one town on this one man. So sure. well, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. So in just to kind of go through a few of the unfortunate events that happened before this big bridge collapse, between nineteen thirteen and nineteen thirty seven, the Ohio River overflowed its banks, which is significant. I mean, I've driven across the Ohio River and its banks are high, like you think it'll never flood. Mm. Um so between 1913 and 1947, it overflowed four different times, completely flooding out the town, causing wow. unknown, I mean, just so much damage, untold damage, and many, many lives were lost. And so it was actually among those first flooding that rumors of a bird man began to emerge. Oh. So... So 50 years prior to the Mothman encounters of the 1960s, the Birdman encounters sort of began. And that's where this Haunted Valley, the Haunted Valley and more folktales of Appalachia in this book, which is I actually thought it was from the 1930s, but it's actually from like the 70s. It talks about the Birdman and Cornstalk's curse. So this is the first time that we really have documented anything about the Mothman. Okay. What this book says is, this birdman was sighted. It's a large bird with the head of a man and the wingspan of at least a dozen feet. It's monstrous in size and dark reddish feathers, which glisten in the sunlight and cast fear into all that see it. So around World War I, there was a lot of sightings. And actually, parents were beginning to become so alarmed that they wouldn't let their small kids play outside alone. Oh wow! Nor would they let their older kids sort of walk around by themselves. They needed to have a companion with them because there was concerns that this, you know, birdman would spirit away the kids. And these sightings sort of persisted into the forties. And so now we're around World War Two, and. Many motorists along the um, Highway 77, which is kind of where I drive all the time, and people driving along the Ohio River started seeing all kinds of sightings of this bird man. They were thought to um, happen just before or just after some sort of major tragic event. So, you would see a lot of sightings and then this tragic event would happen and then sightings would kind of go away. So in 1960s, the sightings of this Birdman became sort of exploded.
0: Hmm. Like there
1: just became tons of them. So now we're going to kind of go through some of these different sightings. We'll okay. go through a few of them. Okay. So November 1st, 1966, there was a National Guardsman of the Armory saw a brown half-man, half-bird, perched in a tree. And then two weeks later, this same bird man was perched in another tree 80 miles east. And so they didn't really think anything of it, but it was just sort of strange that they saw this half-man, half-bird. And it was large, hanging out in this tree.
0: They had no concerns, they said?
1: No, they... Uh, What did I say? Did I say that? I don't know. They weren't worried about her or something. Well, I think they reported it, but they didn't really see it again. Gotcha. It was like, oh my God, what the fuck was that? Gotcha. You know, we're going to let people know.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: So now November 11th, 1966. So this is just 10 days later. Four men were out digging a grave and it was early evening around dusk. And they all saw this flying man flying around above them. And it was sort of just circling them and circling them and then sort of swooped down above them in the grave and then was gone. So they reported that. And that was kind of the end of that.
0: It sounds like Hal from Hal Moving Castle. You know, Hal's
1: Moving Castle. Oh, you know what? I've only seen chunks of that. I've actually- What? Well, that makes me think of something because- did I write down the actual name of it? There's this other phenomenon that happens around the same time where people start seeing the grinning man. And that the grinning man has a name. Oh, Hindred Cole, not Powell. Never mind. I thought it was gonna be like some sort of crazy connection. Oh. No, never mind. No. Okay. Forget it. There's no crazy connection. You have um, to watch it. Yeah, I should. I just remember the doesn't he cook breakfast? Yeah, one. Yeah,
0: yeah, he yeah. Cooks I remember that yeah. part.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, anyway, <laughs> I have seen Spirited Away like a million that's times. That's good. Yes,
0: that's a really good one. That's a really good one.
1: Back to the Mothman. Sorry, Caleb. okay, sorry. God. I got distracted. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: Christian Bale does his voice, it's very sexy. So, it's,
1: oh, I do like yeah. Christian Bale. I have his, uh, I have a signature from a Comic-Con from like a bazillion years ago.
0: Really? Mm-hmm.
1: It was before Batman Begins. He was doing like a... He was this like surprise guest. We all lost our fucking minds. Cause That's awesome. He came out in the middle of some panel and we're like, oh, and then signed stuff afterwards. So I know anyway, it was very exciting. Again, back to my... am sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so during all these sightings of mothman there was also a ton of sightings for other weird paranormal phenomenon that was going mm. on so there was the notorious flat woods monster which i think is supposed to be like bigfoot oh so okay. they're really big into bigfoot around here i think they think bigfoot is just from around here not the pacific northwest i think i've mentioned that before right whatever i don't know what they're thinking but i guess there's a lot of bigfoot sightings around here Okay. Yeah, and there's been there was a ton of lights, like scenes streaking across the sky, lots of just lots of lights in general, lots of UFOs, and lots of sightings of actual aliens, oh or gosh. what people think are aliens, um, all through this time. So it's just okay. like things are just exploding in this area. So okay, here's another kind of story. This isn't about Mothman, but it's just something that weird that happened in the area. So uh there's a man, Muriel Partridge, was a he's a farmer and he was uh sitting with his wife in their living room watching TV. And all of a sudden the TV started making this super high-pitched whining noise. And they're like, What the hell? And then the dog starts barking like crazy and howling and making a total ruckus. And so they were like, What the hell is going on? And they're like, Turn off the TV. It is hurting our ears this is too much and so Mural gets up and like starts to turn off the tv and it starts to whine and get even louder and then it explodes oh my gosh so the whole like tv portion you know back in the day they were in the big wood box the tv portion exploded like all over the floor so now there's glass everywhere and the dog is still losing his shit So he goes to the door to kind of like see what, see if he can see something, what's going on. Is there, you know, I don't know what (laughs) would make your TV explode, but he was thinking he might find it outside. So he opens the door and the dog tears out of there. It's just Mm -hmm. gone. And the only thing that's really, it's just a big, huge field except for one pump house. And so the dog tears towards the pump house and then he starts seeing all these lights sort of start swirling around his pump house and they were red lights and they were going around and around and around and he's just calling his dog to come back the dog wouldn't come back and then all of a sudden the lights are gone and that dog is never seen again so the dog never came back never stopped barking and was gone so okay. that was kind of the end of that one. And they reported it to the local sheriff. And so they actually ended up getting so many calls that they set up a special desk just to start fielding all these paranormal calls. Really? That that just hundreds and hundreds of all these Mothman sightings. Oh my gosh. So back to that McClintock wildlife management area. Yeah. That the everyone wants to stay away from. So the locals in that area call it the TNT area, like the letter TNT, like dynamite. Mm -hmm. And what used to be there was this $45 million munitions manufacturing warehouse. So they're making weapons and stuff in there. Mm -hmm. And this property encompasses 8,000 acres altogether. And there's like a power plant on it. There's just all kinds of old buildings that are not used anymore. And it turns out that there was a lot of old waste that was left there. So toxic waste was found there and just, you know, a lot of things that you don't really want hanging out. But of course, being abandoned, it becomes a hangout for all the teenagers in the area. So it's a place to go drag race your car. And it's, of course, a place to go make out. You know what I'm talking about. So there was this group of teenagers, um, Steve Mallett and his wife. I guess they weren't really teenagers, but they were young, like 1920. That kind oh, sure. of. Okay. And then their friend, Linda, and her husband, they were all in the car together. And so they were going out to TNT to go, you know, hang out and you know, see what was going on. Sure, sure. Um, And so Linda is looking out the window of the car and she sees this like giant bird and it's just sort of sitting there. It's got its wings sort of folded back. So it looks like, you know, just a, I don't know, a seated bird, I guess, but she noticed that it was huge and it was, I don't know, did not look like a normal bird, I guess is her point. So she's looking at it and then all of a sudden it has its it pulls its wings out so the wings splay out and then it just flies straight up in the air. Oh, so straight up and then it takes off towards the north power plant which is comes up numerous times. So this north uh-huh. power plant is on this 8000 acres and it's abandoned and it's this old building that it sounds like you can actually like just get into so that doesn't sound good oh so linda is 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 it nighttime
0: at this time or
1: okay okay sorry so linda's like we got to go tell the sheriff what i just saw so we got to fucking turn around and get the hell out of here and so they're like yeah that was creepy let's go report it so they turn around and they get onto the main road and all of a sudden they realize is that this thing is now chasing them. <gasps> and so its wings are out. They turned onto route 62 and it sort of came up and flew, like started swooping down towards the car. Oh my God. Yeah. And so they were like freaking out and they're just like, go, go, go. You got to go faster. So, you know, and this is back in the 60s. So he's doing 90 to 95 miles an hour in his Man. car. Like I think he's got a T-bird. And all the while, it's just staying right with the car. Like the cars, <laughs> he's not gaining on it or anything. And it would swoop down towards the car and then disappear for a minute and then kind of swoop down and come right next to the car again so it pretty much chased them all the way to the point where they got into town and at that point they were going over a hundred and pretty much as soon as they got into town the thing went away and they reported it and it ended up getting picked up by like all these newspapers It got um Mm. it was reported at least all over ohio and west virginia and kind of this area it got picked up by the Athens Messenger, I think it was called, which wow. um is you know it's a fair it's where University of Ohio is, so it was like a fairly big town anyway,
0: okay, so now
1: all kinds of people are going out with their guns to the TNT area because they're gonna hunt man. Oh no. Okay. And pretty much there was only two questions that were asked can we shoot it? And if there's more than one, can we shoot them both? You know, kind of we're going in. And so hundreds of people went out.
0: Wow. So there was like
1: miles and miles of cars trying to get in there on the daily basis until finally the actual national guard had to come in and limit how many people could go to that area at a time. Oh, was overrun with hunters looking for the Mothman. So they didn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> they did not come back with any crazy size, yeah. you know, birds or anything. Well, yeah,
0: I wouldn't, if I was Mothman, I would be like, okay, my time has come to go somewhere else. My gosh
1: yeah well and that's actually kind of what they thought is Mm -hmm. that it maybe just took off to a different area they were having sightings all the way down to charleston which is i i don't know if it's the capital but it's a big town in west virginia i think it's one of the bigger cities in west virginia i think it's like two hours away or so Uh, but they were having sightings all the way to charleston so they okay there's a pretty wide range all right so we have uh Faye dewitt lapore This is yet again another Mothman encounter. Mm. So she was in uh, the car with her siblings. This is again back in like 1966, where like the vast majority of these are all from like November of
0: 1966. Oh, so you know? just one month and, of... Okay. Yeah,
1: 1966 and 1967, like all gotcha. sort of culminate right at this time. Mm. So she uh she's driving she her brother is driving the car she's sitting in the front seat and then she's got three of her younger siblings in the back seat and they're all driving down the road and her brother kind of was like uh Faye, i don't mean to freak you out and maybe don't look out your window but there's something right next to your window as they're like mm. driving and so she turns and sees these two red eyes kind of looking back at her and this like figure in the darkness. And she's like, shit, step on it. I don't think that's quite what she said, but maybe. Um, and so they go barreling down the road. And this thing is, of course, like right next to them. And they're like, go, 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 you know, and running or go faster. And so all the while they're driving towards the TNT area. Okay. So they're like, go in there. And so they end up heading towards that north power plant again. And so they rip this like really quick left and end up kind of in front of the north power plant in, in this like loading dock area. And so they're actually sort of like parked in front of the building. And they're looking around and they're thinking... Oh, it's gone. We have escaped it. And then all of a sudden, it jumps onto the hood of their car. <gasps> and it's just like looking into the car. And the three younger siblings in the back are just screaming and crying. And so Faye is like, get down on the floor and shut up. <laughs> like, we need to, you know, get away from this thing. And so what she said is, For a minute there, you know, after her siblings got quiet, is that they were all sort of frozen and completely in fear. And then all of a sudden, the Mothman sort of expands its wings and jumps straight up and perches on the top of the five-story building and ends up just kind of looking down at them from the top of this building
0: did they say like it had like a human face? Like, does, does they look did they did not them? say? They
1: just said it was like a big bird-like figure. Okay, it so had, had you know a, a man face like right. a lot of the other people had seen. So what they ended up doing, which is not what I would have done, <laughs> um, is the brother, the older brother who was driving, opens the door and starts picking up pieces of coal that are on the ground there uh-huh. and throwing it at it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I I would have been like out of the, out of there. like yeah. ripped my car around in one second and to never return. So he's throwing these chunks of coal up at this, at the Mothman. And one of the larger pieces almost hits it. Like doesn't actually hit it, but almost hits it. And at that point, he expanded his wings again and soared away. Never oh. to be seen by these guys again. Okay, well, it worked, um, I guess. Yeah. I mean, okay. So, uh, that just, you know, of course scared the crap out of them and they went in and, you know, reported it and the whole thing. So now we have another story. Bob's Bosworth and his brother were riding around on their motorcycles at night towards the TNT area. (laughs) And they said that the moon was so bright that they ended up turning off their headlights of their bikes they could wow. just go around by by moonlight it was so bright out sure and so they were getting close to that north power plant area and bob saw something so he was able to get his brother's attention and they stopped and from sort of the brush they saw these two eyes two red eyes looking out at him. and they were like ah so again these guys do something that's so different from what i would do is they saw the mothman sort of disappear into the north power plant so they decided to investigate whereas i would have turned my motorcycle around and gotten the f out of there again never to return maybe to go back to burn the place to the ground but most likely to never return
0: i mean red eyes doesn't seem like a good idea doesn't seem like something good you
1: know get the hell out you don't need that noise in your life So they go in to check it out and they don't need flashlights or anything because, again, the moon is so bright. And so they saw the outline of something and it ended up sort of walking towards them. In a sort of shambling manner. So it was like walking. It was like a man walking, but it was awkward, I guess, is maybe a good way to put it. And there was this catwalk thing you know because this is a sort of half demolished building and Mm -hmm. so it's been abandoned so there was this catwalk and it started walking across the catwalk towards them and at that point they started to like oh maybe we should get out of here and sort of started to back away and then they heard what sounded like wings and then it disappeared so never to be seen by these guys again. Did it do a little turn on the catwalk? Probably. Until you turn on your catwalk. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> I had that. Uh, so don't even get me. Did stuck. you? Okay. Uh, there was one woman who claimed to see the Mothman 18 different times. I just went, um,
0: hold on. With that last one, I wouldn't take my eyes off of that thing if it was coming at me. Like. I'd be backing up and, like, not turning my back towards it.
1: Yeah, they didn't, um, it didn't really say that they turned their back towards it, but they, just they heard the were trying to walk away and didn't see it take off. Gotcha. Anything. Okay, just okay. The, the rustle of wings and off it was gone. All right. So, again, it's just, there was a man, Thomas Uri. He was driving down the highway and this giant bird kept circling him, kept circling him like a helicopter. In fact, he thought it was a helicopter and, but there was no noise. And then finally it sort of came down and he said it was at least had a 10 foot wide wingspan. Jeez. um, It just sort of followed him and he felt like it was from mutual curiosity Like his first thought was like, I got to kill this thing. And then he's like, no, this guy is obviously a little bit curious about me and I'm curious about them. So they ended up sort of driving down the freeway, sort of checking each other out and then it flew away. And that was sort of the end of that encounter. But he said he will never forget it. Like for as long as he will live. And that's kind of a lot. That's a very similar thing where no, everyone's like. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget right. those eyes. I'll never forget that shape. I'll never forget, you know, whatever it's, you know, emblazoned in their mind forever. Oh, I'm sure. So also around the same time, there started to be appearances of men dressed in all black suits with black fedoras, mm. driving black sedans.
0: Little men in black.
1: A little man in black situation. What and to I that told lady? you what's that you were starting to tell a story about a lady who saw it 18 times oh yeah sorry was mainly she saw it 18 times and her feeling is that it was sad and not of this earth so that was her impression of it multiple times and it sounded like she actually went to seek it out a little Mm. bit and would go to that tnt area and things like that um but that was really kind of the end of that one Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> mainly, she had seen it eighteen times. Gotcha. So one man received a note under his door at his home after he had reported a sighting of the Mothman,
0: oh. and the note
1: said, "We know what you've seen. We know that you've talked, and you better keep your mouth shut." So There started becoming all these reports of these men going around after reportings were cited and being very threatening you know a lot of notes a lot of don't talk a lot of you know that type of thing so very men in black and yeah. i told you about my crazy ancient aliens men in black situation didn't i did i i don't remember i know that ancient aliens has this men in black episode that i uh-huh. kind of oh yes
0: that's right that's and, right yes
1: and so i had actually seen it a long time ago many years ago well, not many, but a few years ago. <laughs> and and I even had a hard time finding it. Like, I was like, I know there's that episode. I saw it on a list somewhere, and now I can't find that episode anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I ended up buying that whole season of Ancient Aliens so I could get that episode. Yeah. And, but now for some reason I can't, I don't even know where I bought it. I bought it through somewhere. some, not my normal streaming, like, Amazon. It's not on yeah. that account. It's somewhere else. So my mom and I were recent recently rewatching a bunch of Ancient Aliens, and I was like, I really want to watch that Men in Black one. I'm pretty sure it was like in season fifteen, but I went to season fifteen. I couldn't find it. I went through every single season of Ancient Aliens, which there was like eighteen of them, if not more,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: could not find the stupid Men in Black episode. And so I looked it up. I was like, Where is this Men in Black season fifteen episode four? And I go back to season 15, and there's episode three and episode five, and episode four <gasps> is
0: missing.
1: Ooh. So I never did get to watch that Men in Black episode.
0: That's interesting. Because Men in
1: Black don't want me to watch it? Yeah. Probably so, a little bit. Anyway, so now we have Mothman, UFOs, and Men in Black all kind Love of it. converging here. So John Keel, who. Is an author from New York ends up deciding to go investigate. He's starting to hear all of these stories, mainly from this one reporter, Mary Heyer, where she started gathering these. And in fact, she had an article called Where the Waters Mingle. And that was sort of reported all these Mothman sightings and reported all these UFO sightings and all these kind of things. So they started, they hooked up and started researching all these sightings together and that is actually where the book The Mothman Prophecies came from is John Keel the author gathered up all these reported sightings of the Mothman and put them all under this book and so that's oh. where some of these have come from some of these stories and things mm-hmm. and this is what they based the movie on but again this is all you know, reportedly true, whereas the movie is not. <laughs> right, right. So it's based on a true story, but it's like not true. So anyway, <laughs> and he ended up investigating um, the Mothman and then later more UFOs. And then again, later the Men in Black, he ended up researching them for, I don't know, quite a while. He said he he like couldn't get it out of his head. It was like an obsession for him. Hmm. So we have had all through 1966 and 1967, there's hundreds of these sightings. And so what they feel like is, I don't know, or what the rumor is, I guess, all these sightings were a precursor to what ended up happening, which was the collapse of the Silver Bridge. So it's this bridge that goes from Point Pleasant to that Galapolis. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, Oh Gallipoli- uh, Anyway, I'm done trying to say it. Anyway, it's this bridge that goes from West Virginia to Ohio over the Ohio River. And on this day, December 16th, 1967, there was kind of a few things that sort of went awry that helped create this awful tragedy. So one, there was a light that helped sort of keep the flow of traffic on the bridge flowing and to make sure there wasn't too many cars on the bridge. So that light was out. And then there was, for some reason, all these semis on the bridge. And normally Mm. there's just not a lot of semis. I think there was like something going on in town. And so it was bumper to bumper traffic on the bridge. And so the bridge ended up just getting completely overloaded. Yeah. And so there are some people say that there were sightings of the Mothman on the bridge, like just before it collapsed. Oh there's a lot of people from that area that said that's complete malarkey. So um so who's to say it's probably malarkey. (laughs) Anyway, what ended up happening is one of the cables on this sort of bridge broke. And it made the the bridge sort of swing and dumped off, like, half the cars into the Ugh, Ohio river. Scary. And then, like, swang back around the other way, and it dumped all the other cars onto it. And it was in the middle of December. All the cars went into the freezing river, and then the bridge fell on top of all the cars. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: So it was just like pretty much hope of rescue for any of those people was almost oh. nil. So 46 people ended up dying really? that day. Yeah, uh, There oh. was nine people who survived, but 46 people were killed. Dang. And what ended up happening is the Mothman sightings stopped. There After was that? Much, no Mothman sightings. For many years after that. Now there's the occasional Mm. Mothman sighting, but the vast majority of sightings have dried up. And so what they think is there's a few different takes. One, that people just weren't interested anymore. They were just, you know, focused on this awful thing that happened in their town. That's what they want to talk about. They don't want to even hear about UFOs or Mothman anymore. So if you're talking about it, we don't want to hear it. So we're going to shut you down. Mm. That's kind of one thing. Another, sort of set of people believe that the mothman was satisfied i guess with oh. the tragedy like it came around to sort of feed off of the human suffering and huh. so that's why they were sort of seeing around all these tragic things that happened and then of okay. course there's still talk of the curse and stuff like you know right. the curse that chief cornstalk said mm-hmm. you know 200 years ago so now, to this day, that North Power Plant has been taken down. It's no okay. longer. I don't know if that TNT, I don't think that TNT area is off limits, but it definitely is not that safe to go to. I mean, there is definitely toxic waste things oh, there. right. right. And the, of course, The Mothman Prophecies, the book ended up becoming a movie. And then later, the popularity of the movie sort of sparked the Mothman Festival, which they have in Point Pleasant every year since 2002 now. And oh, it's wow. actually the biggest event, you know, biggest sort of festival mm-hmm. event that they have is in West Virginia. like. <laughs> That's and it brings in like 12,000 people a year. Wow. Um, And then in 2005, the Mothman Museum opened. And so you can go down and check that out. And, you know, it's open most days. So that's where I was going to go. I was going to go, you know, bring back all this firsthand information that I was able to garner, but I haven't made it yet, but I will. Yeah. Eventually. There we have it, the legends and stories surrounding some of the Mothman, which, as turns out, is super local to me now.
0: (laughs) That is very interesting. I didn't know about the whole Men in Black part of it, because I heard about that, like the Men in Black when, you know, UFOs and stuff, but also with Mothman, interesting. Well, and
1: there was a lot of UFO sightings as well um, during that time, so I think it was probably both, both the Mothman sightings and... You know, I just wonder if it's any sort of paranormal. I guess. You
0: know? But why is it always near like military and like governmental?
1: Yeah. I, that, of course, immediately what I thought of, you know, the mm-hmm. Navy is right there. What right. are they doing? There is some talk that maybe the Mothman is just a mutated bird, you know, that. Okay. Got screwed up by all the toxins in the area. Oh. Um, but the Mothman goes back since before any of those toxins were there. Oh, you know, right. Had sightings, you know, back in mm. since 1914. So it's very
0: interesting. Yeah. Over here in the Pacific Northwest, we don't got any of the Mothman stuff. We just got Bigfoot.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd never really even heard of it. Like I said, until we went to go see our friend and it was mm-hmm. just like, what is this Mothman stuff? What is going on? And so I was trying to actually find an ancient Aliens about it. I did not find one. So if there is an episode mm. and you know what it is, write into Caitlin and tell me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Ooh, spooky. I don't like things that fly, like insects. So a giant bird man would just, I would just be done. I'd just be. It's gonna, very game similar
1: over. to the skinwalkers.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, like kind of a. Same type of vibe where mm-hmm. you know perhaps it's just an angry man who's coming back to seek some vengeance on um, you know it
0: could be but a
1: murder perhaps ooh spooky
0: yeah I would love to hear uh you go to that museum and let me know
1: yeah definitely it must
0: be like there has to be a lot of shit there to have a museum of it right well, I don't
1: think it's like the biggest museum. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I guess the okay. um the guy who you know curated the museum he just got really fascinated when he was mm-hmm. a kid and just oh. started collecting stuff and so now I he's see. got like all kinds of articles and stories and oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I but I definitely would be interested. Like I wanna is there any pictures? You know, do people yeah. have what's out there drawings as yeah, yeah, there's lots of drawings, and they all look almost like a like a bat or something mm. like a not a Batman. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> but I guess a it's feathery a... something. I don't know what.
0: Especially like you said, a giant bird with red eyes that looks like a face of a man. I'm like, uh, it's not. That's not yeah, how the... moving castle. That's not sexy at all.
1: No, it's yeah, hella freaky. Forget it. All the um. Yeah, the red eye stuff was pretty common. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, one woman, I I sort of skip the story. She um had a Mothman or the I guess what she thought was the Mothman on her car again, and he was like looking into the car and she was mm-hmm. completely transfixed. Like just staring I'm... into his eyes and she couldn't yeah. like take her eyes away. And then the next day she comes down with could conjunctivitis, you know, essentially pink eye in her eyes. And like you see pictures of her eyes and it's just like completely just bloodshot and so he gave her pink eye. <laughs> Rude. Okay.
0: I know. Thanks, man. Don't look directly in its eyes. Yeah, you'll get pink eyes. Okay. Well that's good to know. That's good to know. Wow, okay,
1: anyway, that's no, all, but there's just been so many stories and encounters that's hard yeah. to just discount
0: no, absolutely, time. especially when it's around the same time I mean, like especially there's not really any more sightings now, but having that all happen all at you know a certain yeah. time than to stop that's interesting That's very. I interesting. do wonder,
1: like being out here in an area, especially I mean this whole area is known for weird stuff yeah so i'll let you know if i yeah. encounter and that's not even to speak of all the ghost stories that are in this area oh, i mean I that's just like those are a dime a dozen everyone's got a ghost story out here and so go scare me mothman <laughs> <laughs> scares me i don't know what i would do if i saw something like that in real life
0: i, I re- i'm a freezer i already know yeah. that i just I just stand still. I don't know. I I have. No, I wouldn't be throwing coal at it. That's for sure. I have no fight or flight instinct. I just have a mold. Freeze. That's it. Yep. That's it. <laughs> I, just, just, I
1: just give I'll up. i just stand here. Yeah. I think I am the exact same way because I remember one time my friend and I were doing. Oh God, so dumb. We were pretending to throw rocks at cars going by. Like this is oh. so embarrassing, you know. And I was. But probably you
0: pretended. Like you didn't actually do it.
1: No, we did not actually do it. And but. This one bitch, like, pulled her car over to the side of the road and came ripping out of there. And my friend took off. And I oh. was, like, totally frozen and immediately got caught. So I know that I would be... I would freeze, I think. Yeah. So there's my evidence.
0: <laughs> when I, like, hear something, like, spooky at night, it's not like I get up to investigate or anything. I just... I just... is frozen just listening. And when yeah. I hear it again, it's like, maybe if I keep listening, <laughs> it'll go away. I don't know. It just, I won't move.
1: I apologize if I've told this story already, but I'm going to tell it again if okay. I have. So I must've been 10 or 11. And so mm-hmm. I was in my bedroom and at the time my bedroom was downstairs and everyone else lived upstairs. And Mm -hmm. so I was pretty isolated and it was already creepy enough going up the stairs at night. So I just never did it. Like it just scared me too much. So one night I'm laying in bed trying to sleep and I hear this. And I was like, oh my God, what is that noise? Like obviously my first thought is someone's here to murder me or it's a ghost or a monster or something. And so for the next like hour, I just hear this slow scratching noise. It's like and I was like, what the fuck is that? And so I'm underneath my blanket. I cannot emerge. I'm too scared. Like, I don't even know what I'm gonna see. And so finally, I think out of just pure terror, I I managed to fall asleep. And so the next morning I get up and I was like, oh my God, that was like the worst night ever. It was so scary. What the hell was that? And I'm looking around and nothing. And so like a week goes by and I realize. Where's my unicorn poster? Turns out I had taped with masking tape, this unicorn poster up onto my wall Uh and it had slowly fallen off the wall and it was the tape I was hearing. And so I found the poster on the ground and put it all together. (laughs) It scared me so bad. Yeah, that sounds scary. Oh, So that was the end of posters on my wall.
0: That's only so framed
1: art from then on out So that's
0: <laughs> hilarious no I don't remember that story so okay.
1: <laughs> God, it's embarrassing probably why I didn't tell it <laughs> was it
0: the last unicorn or no
1: it was just a random unicorn oh not okay. the last unicorn all was something like that <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that movie uh... I've seen it a lot have you ever actually watched that cartoon
0: yeah well i remember as a kid we Mm. watched it my sister loved that movie so i watched it with her
1: yeah i could see your sister getting into that Mm -hmm. the red bull coming to steal all the unicorns and drive them into the sea (laughs) (laughs) anyway i liked that movie because there was boobs in it there's boobs in it okay there was this like old cranny bird that was like this old Grizzled bird, but anyway, the bird had like hanging. God, boobs. you
0: would remember that.
1: I okay. know. If there's boobs in it, I want to be <laughs> all about it. <laughs> that was my favorite. Did you I like honestly, heavy I'm metal old... then?
0: What's that? Did you like heavy metal
1: then? You know what? I never saw it. I would have. <gasps> I as a really? kid. I you need to watch that. heavy metal. No, I've seen it now as an adult. Oh, right, right, right. As yeah. a kid, no, I didn't see it. Well, but yeah, that's not
0: a kid-appropriate it. movie.
1: Well, none of the movies I watched were kid-appropriate movies. I mean, oh. The Last Unicorn, maybe, but, like, Revenge of the Nerds? Oh, my God. There's so much nudity in that, and I Nerds. loved it all. Like, that was a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get kind That's of funny. uncomfortable watching The Incredible Hulk because mm. it looked like he had boobs. Oh. yeah. You know, what is his name? Why can't I think of it all of a sudden? Farigno? You know who I'm talking about.
0: Oh, yes yes
1: oh god now i have to look it up He was at
0: one of the comic cons i went to oh
1: <gasps> really yeah that would mm-hmm. have been awesome lou ferregno of course anyway i saw a documentary where he's getting all painted up and i was like it looks like he has boobs because his pecs were so big yeah so I was like, oh my god that's so embarrassing for him <laughs> but then i couldn't stop watching that's so. so funny. Okay, on that talk, we need to wrap this shit right. up. Yeah, 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 okay. I don't need to talk about boobs or nudity I... and what I liked <laughs> as a kid anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it kind of took a weird turn at the end there. Yeah, but, sorry, um, Mothman. Yeah, that was that was a good Halloween episode, Michelle. Good job. Oh. Good job. I loved it. And hopefully, you know, maybe you get a glimpse of
1: it yourself one day. Oh my God. Kind of hopefully, but mainly yeah. not hopefully. Okay. But kind of maybe like it'd be cool and i would have such the story to tell you just have like ptsd now poor thing Yeah, probably i would have to pit, uh, <laughs> quit the podcast completely because yeah, it's, it's too traumatizing for me to tell any story because <sighs> oh, the mothman bad. one might pop out I'm... and then men in black will come forget it that's right All right i'm going
0: okay well happy birthday michelle I'm like fuck off again yeah. <laughs> oh goodness well uh, we hoped you enjoyed this episode and hope you have a safe and fun Halloween yeah and-
1: try this Mothman I don't know it's Russian. like a cherry white Russian
0: yeah kind of good
1: I like yeah.
0: it no it was good I liked it too So, alright guys so we'll see you guys on the next episode goodbye <laughs>
1: bye <laughs>